episode 70, Notes of a Goon. I'm your host, Chris from Brooklyn. I am joined by my stalwart producer, as always, Michael Harrington. How are you, Mikey? Doing pretty good, Chris. Never called me Mikey before. Not sure that I like it. I think I'm getting into it. I think, I think... I don't think I like it one bit. Uh, no, I, 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 I like it. I think, um... I think you're, I think Mikey's good for you. I think it, right, I'm gonna it, go it, ahead and disagree. Look, it makes you it makes you look younger, Mike. What do you what do you what do you? You're in your early 40s, oh, correct? I'm, I'm 33 years old. We've gone over this, this so is, many times. I, this doesn't make any sense to me, Mike. This doesn't what, make any sense. What part doesn't make sense to you? How could you possibly be 33? I was born in 1988. I mean, look, you can do quick math. That's good no, I you. can't. Don't accuse me of that. I, I clearly you can. You just figured that out real quick, unless that's just a standard lie that you have. No, it's because it's 1988 was the year I was born. I don't think so. It must have been at least 10 years uh, earlier, 1978. You think I was born in the 70s? I, it mu- you must have been. I mean, you're clearly in your early 40s. I'm not. It's, I'm not. I'm aging so by horribly. Calling you, by calling you Mikey, I mean, I feel like it makes you seem younger. Mm-hmm. Okay. You don't well, like Mikey? No. I'm as a man in my early 30s. I don't like it because it feels like you know you're you're treating me like a like a punk kid, and I'm clearly a grown up. What? No, it's just a little fucking ribbing. Okay, not a fan of this. What? What's I'm not. I'm not gonna. You're not gonna get me to 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 change my mind on liking you Mikey. You you're not gonna. You don't think Mikey's a good name. No, I think that the guy who, here's the thing, there's a server at my club, goes by Mikey. Mm-hmm. It's fine. I got one Mikey in my life. How now, old is he? Older than me. But if you. Is he? Yes. If, Are you sure I know that kid? Yeah. He got. He looks five, six years younger than you. He's in his late 30s. Jesus. Um. Anyway, like, you know, if if you start calling me Mikey around him, he's going to uh, think. I won't do it around him. It's just for the show, Mike. No, it's not. No, see, it's just for the show, Mike. That sounds way better than just for the show. Mikey is like, all right. I'm going to call you Mikey every time. I don't like it one bit, anytime. I, I, I think you like it. No, why do you think that I like it? I'm telling you point blank that I do not, and I don't think it makes sense for this show. All right, Mikey. It's fine. <laughs> Fucking prick. What do you mean? I mean, I'm telling you not to do something. It's just rude and disrespectful to keep doing Mikey, it. Mikey, calm down. <laughs> You're fucking panicking. You know what I mean? I'm not panicking at all. I'm, 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 I'm just standing. Have your life cereal and shut the fuck up. <laughs> I am standing my ground, making my case, and that guy's been dead for years. Everybody knows that. Yeah, dude, he had the fucking Pop Rocks with the Pepsi. I thought he lived with the Blues Clues guy, and they were fucking kids together. Yeah, but then they, the Blues Clues guy did heroin, and fucking Mikey got on that, and then... You know, that's when he thought Pop Rocks with Pepsi would be a good idea. I think Pop Rocks with heroin, pretty good. You know, I once uh, I once knew a uh, co-worker of mine was back on heroin because I came in and he was eating ice cream during the day. Yeah, that's a, that's a real good give. Like, Dude, an adult man eating ice cream at work in the day that they brought and, like, put it, like, you know what I mean? Like, I walked in and I was like, are you eating ice cream? Oh, wait, I know who you're talking about. You do. <laughs> uh, and that's also how I knew. Yeah. When you catch somebody <laughs> eating ice cream, when you catch an adult man eating ice cream in the day, not in the summer, they're probably on heroin. Just, just a little tip <laughs> with the opioid epidemic still raging in this country. Um, just so you know that. Is it still raging? I mean, the fentanyl thing, people keep talking about the fentanyl thing. And then we were talking about on High Society last week, we were talking about now they're putting benzos in the fentanyl. Yeah. Did we talk about that on this show? Yes. Okay. The benzos in the fentanyl, is real. that's really stressful. 
I mean, just don't do any of it. No, 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 no. You got to take, look, you have to take your fentanyl with your vitamin D in the morning. It's the only way to beat COVID and the opioid epidemic. You have to beat the two things most threatening to Americans, Mikey. What about the zinc? You got, well, yeah, take your zinc, take your vitamin D. Come on, Mikey. You got to get it all. Cinnamon, sugar, oats. It's going to check out for the next 20 minutes or so. I can't believe this is bothering you so much. I just don't like it. I don't I like it. So I'm... my cousin Gary, right? Now, Gary, already a name for penis, correct? Nothing. That's like a British name for penis. Or vagina. South Park did it with asshole. Gary's are assholes. No, it was Minge. Minge was the vagina, and Gary was the asshole. Oh, okay. So my cousin Gary already has... It was, we, used to just, we were just calling him Peter one day for no reason. Just like literally, he's like, you know, four years younger than me. And we're just calling him, he lost his shit. We were calling him Peter for like three hours. Me and my cousin Andrew would call my cousin Gary Peter for like three hours. He went up to his mom to the point where he's like, you're calling me Peter. And she goes, I remember she goes, who the fuck cares? That's not an insult. And they were like, yeah. And we were like, yeah, Peter. And he was spazzing to the point where his mom smacked him. Because he wouldn't <laughs> stop spazzing out about us calling him Peter. People don't like it when you call him by a name that's not theirs. Yeah. We also once, um, that motherfucker was such an annoying little fucking prick. Like, he was, he was the younger cousin who did the nut shots. You, I'm sure you had one. Were you the younger cousin? No, I think it was my little brother. He did nut shots, right? Right, just run around like... The littlest one always yeah. does the, the nut shots. go swinging. So this little motherfucker used to fuck with us when we would get, like, high, and I would, like, crash over there because they had a pool and shit, and I would crash over, and he would, like, fuck with us while we were sleeping, cause we, and we'd be all hung over and shit. <laughs> I remember once, so it was just my Uncle Ben was there, who was, like, kind of senile and in his 80s, and we probably shouldn't have done this. But so my cousin Andrew, so he beat the shit out of his little cousin who lived in the same house as him, Gary. Not like, not like give him a black eye, but you know how you beat up a little cousin. Well, so was, it, was he beating up the little cousin or was he beating up his little brother? Essentially his little brother. Like, so him and his two brothers and then our other cousin all lived in the same house. It was a big house. Okay. It was a, it was a two-family house. So it, whatever. It, it, a lot of people lived in the house. If big. you live together, yeah, you're allowed to beat the shit out yeah, of them. Yeah, they're, they're, for all intents and purposes, they are brothers. Um... <laughs> And so I think what it was was he he fell asleep on the couch after he was fucking with us, and we just picked him up and threw him from sleeping into the pool. And then uh, uh, as I'm getting yelled at by my uncle, my cousin Andrew sneakily goes in to the bathroom and pees into the kid Gary's underwear. And goes, he peed on us while we were on the couch watching TV next to him while he fell asleep. We freaked out and threw him in the pool because he peed on us. My uncle smacked the shit out of him for peeing on us. It was the most retarded thing that's ever happened in my life. And I completely forgot about it until right now, Mikey. It's crazy. You... (laughs) And it's all because because of the Peter... No, turn your mic back on. Turn your Mikey back on, Michael. Mitch, I need you, Mitch. Mickey, we need you. So you just got this kid's ass beat a bunch while he was growing up. Yeah, all the time. But to be fair, sometimes I would just be laughing, and my cousin Linda, so so my my Uncle Ben was my my, my dad's brother, who was much older. He was in his 80s. That was their, their grandfather. 
So then their moms were uh, my cousins. So my cousin Linda once just started, I just kept laughing as she smacked one of the kids. And I'm just laughing. <laughs> and then she starts hitting me with a wiffle ball bat. It was, she's a tiny woman, Mike. Yeah, but a wiffle ball bat also doesn't hurt to get hit with. If she hits you enough with the corners, it kind of hurt. Oh, like the yellow wiffle ball bat? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. thinking like the big red fungal no, bats. No, 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 the good, the good with the little, with the corners of the end. And she just, and I'm laughing, I'm still laughing. This is a tiny, this is a 4'11 woman, and I was fully grown at this point. You know, I was like 16. And she's just beating me across the head with this wiffle ball bat, and I can't stop laughing, and she won't stop hitting me. It fucking, the funniest child abuse you've ever seen. <laughs> It looked like it looked like remember you know when the the small dog would smack the big dog in the Looney Tunes cartoons. That's what my cousin Linda hitting me when I was a kid looked like. But the little kid was getting it. Oh yeah, he would get it. he he would get it. Because I remember one time uh, we were talking about it as we were older, and uh, uh, I forget what he did, but I guess my cousin Tina, fucking. He was such a little pain in the ass. My cousin Tina was like, I know I never, you know, I never hit any of you kids, but I remember Gary, I hit him once and I felt so bad. I was like, look, he was a little piece of shit who deserved his ass kicked every once in a while. And everybody laughed because he was such a little asshole. Checks out. Mm. Uh, I remember once I was with, uh, I was with Reef and we were eating Polish food in Bensonhurst. And I just, I remember I said to him, I go, you know what? I just want to see one last time. This is when we were adults. I was like maybe 30. And I go, just one last time, before I die, I need to see a child beaten in public by their mother. And then right outside the window of the restaurant we were eating at, a Russian woman started beating her son as if by God. <laughs> he got there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess that's why you go out to eat in Bensonhurst. Make yeah. your dreams come true. Dinner and a show. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, Mike, I got this idea. Um. Okay. What I think is really going to set this show apart, you know, what the show really needs is fan engagement. Okay. I think you could agree with me. Yeah, well, we've got tons of listeners. We have billions of listeners. Seven billion. Seven billion listeners worldwide. Well, we also have the Ask the Goon. So, like, that's, that's fan engagement. That's fan engagement. But I think we need, we need to go for more fan engagement. Okay. And who better to think of ways for us to engage the fans than the fans, Mike? Um, the fans know how they want to be engaged. No, I think and none of this bullshit. I'm not giving you a ring. Just fan engagement. <laughs> so you're not going to propose to any of the fans. No. Okay, but, but you... we need to engage the fans. Okay. So, so what I want to do is have a contest where the fans tell us how to best engage with the fans, and the best fan engagement engagement plan gets a free shirt. Do they get the ring? No. They get a shirt, possibly a hat. Does the shirt have a ring on it? Maybe some kratom. The sh- yeah, we'll, we'll yeah we'll we'll come up with a special shirt for this. We'll get it printed. Maybe well, it'll be like I'm. It'll say like I'm engaged to stupid, and then have an arrow pointing at their own dicks. Yeah, dude, that's a fuck. I'm engaged to stupid, and then a, <laughs> a dick shaped arrow pointed at their dick with a big engagement ring on it. Everybody's going to want this shirt. But the only person who can get this it. This is why we need the fans' help for fan <laughs> engagement, Mike. Mikey. All right. All right. I'm out of this segment. No, come on. No, I'm done with this segment. Mitch. No, no, no. Tell, Mitch. tell the fans how you're going to engage with them. I'm, I'm Mike. Done. 
Let me know. Michael. Let me know when it's time to move on. I need you for this. You got to help me engage the fans. How better? Look, if without you, how do the fans know that they're engaged? I am disassociated and drunk for the whole show. Look, here's what we need. We need you guys to email askthegoon at gmail.com. I need you to email ask the, and you're going to tell us how to better engage with the fans. Now, it could be something like maybe I have ninjutsu classes in the park every day or Tai Chi. Maybe Tai Chi. I could teach you guys how to uh, uh, channel your energy. I can do that. That would be good. Um, what's another good example of fan engagement? Another contest, a different contest? I need some producer engagement here. I need some help. Mitch. Mitchell. Mickey. Get on the mic. Get it on there. You got to do it, Mike. I'll stop calling you Mikey. All right, you promised to stop. I swear. God damn it. All right, there we go. Um... Yeah, certainly another contest, you know, or um, you know, like a like a tweet campaign, right? Like we just like did the Goon for, Squad, right? We saw well that worked, Goon yeah. Squad. Now lineal well, we Super Bowl we champions. The, we, yeah, we won the gold. Yeah, uh, Olympic gold medalists we, in, football, in football. Yes, all thanks to this show. Thank yeah, it's the fan support that got there. It was the fan engagement. So we 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 are looking for our next uh, engagement with the fans. No, and it will not be a weird polygamous marriage thing where we marry all the fans. No, no, no. This this is, I think you're getting lost in the weeds here. People are going to get... Maybe like a video contest? Um, if the video is... An audio snippet, like a, a snippet of audio contest who you can pick the next drop for the show? Ooh, that's fun. Yeah, maybe you submit drops, something like that. Look, I'm just, none of these are the contests. None of these are the fan... It's up to the fans... To suggest the fan and go to askthegoon at gmail.com. This is the first ever contest of, the, of, the, of its kind, Mike. I'm a, 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 I'm groundbreaking podcast host. No one else has ever had a fan engagement engagement contest. You tell me how to engage with you. And whoever tells me the best way to do it, as decided by me and Mike, um, and possibly whoever else is in the studio when we're doing this, uh, We'll win a prize. Uh, it will be a shirt that has an engagement ring on it and a penis-shaped arrow pointing down to your genitals that says, I'm engaged to stupid. <laughs> It'll be a great shirt. We'll probably also send you uh, a Notes of a Goon hat or sticker or something. Maybe some other things. We have Notes of a Goon hats? Yeah, they just came out. For real? Yeah, podcastmerch.com. For real? We got snapbacks, beanies, dad hats. No way. Yeah. I mean, this is not, like, this isn't my normal, like, ooh, gosh, golly. Oh, you of, didn't even know. I didn't even I tell you. I swear to God I didn't know we had hats. That's one of the things I had to plug today. Okay. Well, I'm excited for these hats. Yeah. Hey, how about that? How about how about you engage with us, right? You send in a video of you wearing a hat, a Notes of a Goon hat, and then be like, yeah, I'm engaged with the show. And that's your submission to the contest. No, but you have to submit a thing, a way for us to engage with fans. Yeah, engage with this dick. Nice. Wait, is it this one here? The 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 it's got the little goon guy on yeah. there. Yeah. He's holding his old notepad. I got one in the mail coming. Do you really? Yeah. Why do I have one in the mail coming? No. Why? I don't know. That's he not right. Dylan, he's the merch guy. Man. I don't really like talking to Dylan. Yeah. He kind of sucks. New without a country hat's pretty dope too. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Go to podcastmerch.com, get some stuff. 
Um, but really go to askthegoon at gmail.com and tell us how to engage the fans. We need to engage the fans, Mike. It was really hard not to call you Mikey right there at the end, that last mic. It was very, it was so hard. I'm glad you didn't do it because you promised. And what is a man if not his promises, you know? I'm going to write a folk song about that, Mike. You do that. Hmm. Moving on. One more quick plug. Uh, um, December 9th, week after this comes out, week and two days after this comes out, come through Tiny Cupboard. It's a fucking, uh, it's going to be a great show. Uh, Zach Amico's on there. Shane Smith is on there. I confirm with both of those guys today. It's going to be great. I'm doing the headliner series. Uh, you can uh, find the link on my Twitter at Chris from BKOIN. It is the pin tweet. Click on that, some bitch. Get some tickets. They're free in advance. They're $5 at the door. I would really like to get some fans out. I'd really like to engage with some fans at the show, Mike. I would really like for you guys to come out. It'll be a great time. Uh, Mike's coming. Alec is coming. Some other people are coming. You're coming, right? Uh, it's on a Thursday? Yeah, you're coming. You'll be there. I can, I can try. You'll be there. You're going to be there. Well, I mean, look. Just say you're going to be there. You're doing a show at my club before that. Yes, I am. Right. So I need to be there to make sure you can get up at my club. Yeah, and then we'll get in a cab together and we'll go over to the spot. I need to finish the show at my club first. Why? Be, what, somebody has to. What about Mikey? He can't do it? I feel like that was a loophole. I don't like it. I was talking about you. I know you aren't. You were looking right at me, though. Son of a bitch. Um, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'll figure it out. I will Mikey be will at that it. show. Mikey will do it. will I will be Mikey at that. Mikey will handle it. I will be at that show. That's all I know is that I will be at that show. All right? Uh, it's going to be a fucking great show. Oh, that's a fan engagement thing. A suggestion. Come to the show. That's fan engagement. That is fan engagement. Also, uh, you could propose to a fan, uh, a house fan, on video, and that could be your submission to the fan engagement. Contest. All right, now, now you've lost me. I don't know what this contest is anymore. I kind of just had a little, I just wanted to say fan engagement, engagement a bunch of times, and I feel like it has made some people chuckle in their cars on the way to work. Sure. Um, but we're having a real contest. Ask the at gmail.com. That's the email. And you send us whatever you think fan engagement engagement is. What I was going to say is, uh -huh. why if one of the fan engagement ideas, you know, if you're looking for one there, uh, just send in a, a thing, a video of you being like, hey, Chris, I think you should do a show at Brooklyn Comedy Club instead. Right? And then have all the notes of Goon the tiny cupboard show. fans come out there. Because they offered to let me do it there, and uh, you did not. Okay. Right, but if you're if you're looking for fan engagement, right, ideas as a fan that who could wants be an idea engage, that they could use. For right, fan so send that in. It's, the, it's not the fan engagement contest; it's the fan engagement engagement contest. Right, sorry, fan engagement engagement contest, yeah. and and yeah, just make and that could be your suggestion. You could suggest uh, 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 people make videos of them proposing to fans and getting engaged to house fans. Or you can propose that they uh, set up fans to say engage like Captain Picard from. Uh, Star Trek The Next Generation. You could, That could be your suggestion for fan engagement. Like the buzzing of the fans going back and forth? Like yes. you, you, if you like line them up just right so that they, the views all say engage? Yes. All right, that'd be pretty sick. Yeah, it'd be pretty dope. You can do that. It could be anything. So go to askthegoon at gmail.com and email me your suggestions. We will read them on the show. It's going to be the best. It's going to be the best contest of all time, Mike. 
And also that Tiny Cupboard thing. It's really meta. Oh, yeah, come the December 9th, Tiny Cupboard, 10 o'clock. It's the Headliner Series. I'm headlining. There's going to be lines going into my head after the show. That's different. Moving on. Mike, did you see Shang-Chi yet? God, no. You're so fucking, why are you so racist? Dude, you didn't see it two weeks ago, and we, you, you Yeah, said now it. I saw it. Okay, so. And I'm a super woke person now, and you're a racist piece of shit. How was it? Terrible. Okay, now who's racist? What do you mean? I can reserve I... judgment, oh, 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 having oh. not seen it. Oh, oh. <laughs> Turns out, the entire existence of Shang-Chi is racist. What? Did you not know this? Look. What? How is Shang-Chi racist? So, Shang-Chi was created racistly. What? Have you ever heard of Fu Manchu? Uh, the, the pulp novels? The way to wear your... Well, no. So the beard is named after the character, Fu Manchu. Okay. So there's all these dime store pulp novels called, like, The Mystery of Fu Manchu and all that shit. And they made movies about him and radio plays. I think there was a TV show at some point. Um, and so Marvel Comics had the licensing rights to Fu Manchu. And so Shang-Chi was supposed to originally be Fu Manchu's son. The and they changed the name. They said it was like uh, they did something where they said Fu Manchu was a uh, uh, alias, and that's how they got around it when Marvel lost. Because you know Marvel used to license characters, and then they would lose the license. That's why they had Conan for a while. Then they didn't have Conan for a while. And now they have Conan again. Uh, same with Rom the Space Knight. There's a bunch of characters that are like they, they have muddied histories because Star of Wars. Star Wars. Um, well, now they're good with Star Wars because Disney owns both. Right, but I'm saying for years there was the old Marvel Star Wars yeah. books from like the 80s and Wars. then Dark Horse, yeah. But they never kind of intertwined the Star Wars universe with the Marvel universe, whereas Rom was part of the Marvel universe, but that was a Hasbro property. Um, you know, obviously Conan has his own owners, and uh, Fu Manchu has, I think it's MGM. And but now the Hasbros are all doing DC. Are they doing DC? Because they were doing IDW for years. They had a connected uh, universe in IDW. It actually made me stop reading the ROM and Transformers comics because they added G.I. Joe, Action Man, and something else. And I was like, I'm not reading all this shit. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think they did like a Scooby-Doo book. Um, oh, DC owns Hanna-Barbera. Yeah, so it was like uh, Oh, that's what maybe it was yeah, like it a Yeah, it was Hanna-Barbera. all the Hanna-Barbera, Future Quest. It was very good. Uh, mm-hmm. I, read, I read the whole thing. Um but, pull up, I sent you a screenshot from Wikipedia about how Shang-Chi's dad, Fu Manchu, was created. Uh, so, it was, Sax Romer is the one who created Fu Manchu, the father of Shang-Chi, originally. And he says he did it after his Ouija board spelled out Chinaman, C-H-I-N-A-M-A-N, when he asked what would make his fortune. Um... <clears throat> Clive Bloom argues that the portrait of Fu Manchu is based on popular music hall magician Chung Ling Su, a white man in costume who had shaved off his Victoria mustache and done a Mandarin costume and pigtail. Do me a favor. Google image Chung Ling Su, who Fu Manchu is based on, who then became the father of Shang-Chi. Oh, boy. This Asian hero. Oh, boy. Let's take a look. That's a white guy. That is certainly a very white guy doing an Asian guy. I didn't know there was Asian minstrel shows. Oh, yeah. there's This is hardcore Asia face. Yeah. I didn't know this was a thing. 
So he used to do it in theaters. Oh, yeah. Uh, Double Life of William Robinson, a.k.a. Chung Ling Su, the Marvelous Chinese Conjurer. Now, see if we can find some videos. And I, maybe we won't be able to find them, but you think you used to be able to find very racist things on YouTube. See if we can find. Now, this is all where. So basically now I now here's the thing. You're still a racist because you didn't see Shang-Chi. You know, you didn't even give it a chance. I called for. I saw it making me not a racist. Then I hated it, which made me a racist again. Then I did the work, Mike. You know, remember how Robin D'Angelo told us to do the work in white privilege, in Certainly. white fragility? Yes. So I did the work. And it turns out that by hating Shang-Chi, I'm actually not racist. Yeah, you're woke. I'm woke as fuck. Okay, but here's the thing. I'm even more woke because I boycotted the whole thing because I was already certain it was racist to begin with. I don't think you were. I think you're just a racist. You didn't want to give a China person a uh, chance. No, I'm just not giving Disney Plus my clicks on this racist, uh, um, you know, anti-Asian propaganda. Well, you know something? Now we can get some good sponsors for the show. Now that we're not racist, we're anti-racist, we're corporate. Maybe we get Raytheon as a sponsor. Dude, you know, so... they support anti-racism. Of course. We're so woke now. Dude, we're fucking woke. We're woke as motherfucking <laughs> fuck, son. Genuinely might be the most uh, progressive podcast dude, recorded in the studio. Hell yeah, dude. We're the most progressive motherfuckers, mm-hmm. bro. Yeah, they were we're we're hardcore with the with the. Neo I hardly right. ever say the n word anymore. Ever, <laughs> almost never in a mics. Um, I have I have Chung Ling Su here. Oh, let's I take have a some look. video. Uh, now this isn't racist. We're doing the work. Yeah, we're doing the work. Yeah. Very progressive. Is uh, he doing some Asian stuff? I don't know. Oh yeah, he's just shaking hands. He's. Oh, I guess they're setting up a picture for him. Oh, okay. And it's going to take 25 minutes because this is like 1930. Yeah. I want to watch him. Oh, is, is he singing in that one? Oh, that looks like not him. Yeah, that's for sure not him. Yeah. That's like, uh, it's probably somebody just redoing his act. And You know what's weird about this is, okay, so it doesn't look like he's doing like, so it's not like the big teeth and the glasses was he just impersonating a Chinese person and people were enamored with Chinese people? I think so. I think it was just he was like... So was, it's not like Amos and Andy who were making fun of black people. Yeah, I don't know. Like, minstrel shows were making fun of black people. And those, like, Asian sh- like those Asian caricatures with the big teeth and the glasses, those were making fun. Was he just pretending to be like Donna Chang in Seinfeld? Uh, no, so he claimed he was the American-born son of a Scottish missionary who married a Cantonese woman. Ah. Hmm. So he was, he claimed he was half Chinese? Yes. Oh! And he was taken in by a Chinese magician named R. He, who trained him to but perform. But back, oh, hold on, wait a second. When was it, what year was this? Well, I don't know if this is even true. But what, what year was it? The, like, 1800s. The- Weren't all Chinese people magicians in the 1800s? I, you know, I saw that one Jackie Chan movie where uh, he came to the Old West, and I think he was a magician. So yeah. I'm going to say yes. I think, I think, I'm not positive, but I'm pretty sure Chinese people didn't lose their magical powers until the 1900s. Yeah, it was like right around the Boxer Rebellion. Yeah. Yeah. That's when they lost all, when they, when they lost the Opium Wars. That was it. Yeah, they they lost their magical. But that's the thing about opium; it opens the third eye. It's a lot like a uh, DMT that way. Hmm. You know, I really think New York City needs an opium den. Now that all drugs are legal, we really could. I would. 
When's the last time you smoked some opium, Mike? <sighs> Been a while. You could probably go for some, right? I could definitely go for some opium. Who couldn't? You don't need to relax after a hard day's work? Yeah, opium is the shit, man. If you've never smoked opium, that just proves we're super woke, man. Hmm. We love opium. I guess we like this guy who's half Chinese, who's a magician. Yeah, I'm, I'm good with it. Yeah. Hmm. Pretty good. I'm trying to see Dude, how Dude, maybe we... that could be our next thing for the David Prize, opium den. You know, I was actually, we didn't put it on the sheet for today. Mm-hmm. I did want to talk to you about the, the David Prize. I keep seeing billboards for the David Prize the every Caesar's time I drive on, into work. On all of them. Our boy is on there. Yeah. Why is he not putting us on? Being he's like, gonna get, He's going to get that paper. Dude, it was very funny that the David Prize, I think we're, we're so close. They, they really liked all the idea. It just, I think I'm going to have one of our minority friends resubmit the same idea next year, and we'll see how it does. Yo, that would be. That who, would be. Who already said he'd do it? That'd be like the uh, the opposite. Oh, dude, it's time to submit. By the way, for this year. Oh, nice. We'll do it. We'll do it next. You all right? So we'll submit our own next week. We'll have our own idea to submit. Okay. So we'll so far, Luke the leader of the pack is, is an opium, opium den. den yes. Okay. Yeah. Think about it this way: you're not going to do oxycontin if you have an opium den to go to, where you can get your nice opium Jones. Right. Right. Sit on some pillows, have some people yeah. doing the rah, rah, rah we'll some, music. We'll some, yeah. Yeah. And like, bah, 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 bah. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's the leader. Maybe we'll come up with some other ideas, and we'll decide next week which one we're going to do. But Opium Den seems to be leading, and we're going to have Luke. We'll call Luke next week. He's going to put in his submission, which is going to be exactly word for word our submission from last year, and we'll see how he does. Do we still have our submission word for word from last year? Yeah, I have the email. Okay. Good, good, good. All right, moving on. I think we got this, dog. We're about to Hell get some yeah. 200K. Bro, imagine we got 400K. Oh, because Luke won and we won? If they were like, yo, we love this idea, but we can't have we can't have white people doing a fucking ninjutsu school. That's crazy. Yeah, that's why they didn't give it to us. Yeah. The white people running an opium den? That makes sense. Dude, hell yeah. So they just break us off 400K? We're we about- get a combination Waffle House slash opium den slash Foot Clan lair? That's way better than a Pizza Hut and Taco Bell. Dog, you know how much better that is than a Pizza Hut Taco Bell? When's the last time you got opium at a Taco Bell? Gotta be at least the 90s. I once bought 100 Xanax at a Taco Bell. Not the same. That's true. Actually, it was Vicodin. I don't All know right. why that girl made me meet her at the Taco Bell. I don't know. She wanted, like, you know. Tacos. She's about to, her name about was to come up. She got all that bread. It's fucking Taco Tuesday. Ooh. Yeah. A Taco Bell that sells Vicodin might be a good fucking idea, too. If you just put them, like, in the burritos. Call them Sleepy Time Burritos. Ooh, Sleepy Time. <laughs> Benzo's in the burritos? Mm. Mm. There's a lot to think about, Mike, before next week when we come up with our submission for the David Prize. All right, moving on. Um... We had to, we, we've really been uh, covering the Taliban quite a bit, Mike. Have we? I, I think we try to talk about the Taliban because it's interesting that they control the country now. They've got two things that came up in the news this week. Uh, one, uh, this, is a great, uh, this is a great headline that I read. Uh, Taliban spokesman claims he has signed a $400 million deal with Australian group to sell marijuana. Uh, so apparently, there is a uh, 
Australian company, C-Farm, that wants to set up a cannabis processing center in Afghanistan. Um, the, ta- uh, the Taliban said on Twitter, apparently. Um, okay, so uh, they're going to, they're gonna, the Australians are going to come over and just grow weed in Afghanistan and then bring it home? Um, or the yes. Afghanis are selling them weed. How great is it? So I also read, this is the second thing is, so the only tourist attraction they really have in uh, Afghanistan right now is there's all these Buddha statues that the Taliban defaced during the war that are the main fucking tourist attraction because other people from the Taliban come to see the, these these uh, Asian statues that the Taliban fucked up. <laughs> like, yeah, we got them. Uh, I... I was young when these were destroyed, about seven years old, and since then it has been a dream to come and see what happened here. This was somebody they had asked about it. and it, I'm happy it was destroyed. I'm here to see the ruins, actually. So it's interstate, you know what I mean? It's interstate tourism, but they need to, I think they need to get some outside tourism. All these weird Arab countries are trying to get, tour, like Saudi Arabia is trying to get, tour, is pushing towards tourism. Who the fuck is going to these places for tourism? Other people within the Arab world, but Saudi Arabia is the richest country in the Arab world. Like, if you got, if you come in a come up in Afghanistan, maybe you go to Saudi Arabia on vacation because it's kind of nice there. Yeah, but motherfuckers are trying to go to Afghanistan like that English dude. You think white people are trying to go to, well, especially if there's Australian weed there. I'm saying that that English dude at the, while the war was going on, remember? He was like some British guy who no, was No, he just- was just there. That's what I'm saying. He was just tr- going being a tourist. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, but that was before the Taliban took over. Who the fuck's going to Afghanistan now that the Taliban has taken over? Oh, crazy white people. Australians that want to grow weed. That too. Imagine, like, that's how stupid Australia is. Just legalize weed. You got Australians going to fucking Afghanistan to grow and manufacture weed to probably just bring back to Australia. What are yeah. you doing? What else are they going to do with it? Yeah, that's true. They can't sell, sell it in Afghanistan? To who? <laughs> no one has any money. And I don't think you're allowed to smoke weed in Afghanistan. Yeah. You're allowed to grow that and heroin. Hmm. Just got to take it we out should, of the country? We should probably holler at the Taliban for our opium den that we're going to open in New York. Okay. I mean, then there's going to be headlines of us being like, yeah, we're taking all our David Prize money and buying that Afghanistan opium. Bong, bong. That's not going to be a good look for the headlines. I don't think the you David You think Pri- so? I don't think they reprise it like that. They, they, you don't think they want us to help Afghan the people of Afghanistan and bring commerce? I think they want us to help the city of New York. Yeah, and we'll do that with the opium that we buy from the Taliban. Yeah, but they still got beef with the Taliban. The David Prize? No, New York. Still? Dog. I thought Jewel Santana settled that. No, it's on site. The I... Taliban ever come to New York, it's on site you still. Think so? Yes. For certain. But I don't, I don't know. I think people forgot about that. Who forgot? We say every year, never forget. I think they forgot. Who forgot? Some people forgot. Name one person that forgot. All right, so well, whatever. We, so you're telling me we can't go, we can't, where else are we going to get our opium from? I don't know, man. We're going to have to figure it out. We can't be, we just can't hit up the Taliban for the opium. Mm. Not with David Prize money. Mm. You know. If you find some fucking angel investors who want to fucking front cash, then we can have a There's conversation. There's got to be an angel investor out there somewhere that wants to give us money to do this medical research with opium. It's medical research we're, we're doing now? Sure, why not? I thought it was just a den. That we're going to microdose opium all day at long, every day. What? 
What? That's not how microdosing works. Yeah, it is. You don't do it constantly all you're day. You're doing a little bit. That's not even a microdose then. That's a long macrodose. No, that's several microdoses. Chris, this is. I feel like this is a semantics argument. You're getting very far away from the ninjutsu clan under the Waffle House. You're right. You know, I got, I got to not lose focus here. You know, I've been smoking opium all day. It's really fucking confused. Where? Where have you been smoking opium all day? In the backyard. I, I a, left after real ass podcast. In a non den. Uh, yeah, just, yeah. Outside, like an asshole. What classless swine? I know. If only there was an opium den somewhere in New York, provided by the Taliban. Well, provided I mean, they, by that's us what with they the should do. The Taliban. All of their embassies around the world should be opium dens. The Taliban. Yeah. You got to showcase your chief exports. That'd be pretty sick. Yeah. If that's a good just, way to get tourists. Dude, if we could go to the fucking into the Afghanistan. Embassy mm. and just chill out in an opium den yeah. that's technically in Afghanistan. Didn't we say that there was some good food that we wanted to try? We were looking up food from Afghanistan a few weeks ago. Sure. Plav? Was that it? That sounds nice. Yeah. We'll get high on opium, eat some plav. Could fuck with that. Hell yeah. Sounds pretty good. We'll bro down, get some bumper car action going. Mm-hmm. Taliban, baby. <laughs> Moving on. All right, we got to talk about um, Ask the Goon is our segment where I give life advice to people who email in askthegoon at gmail.com. So we got an email last week. Somebody uh, emailed in. It came in after the show had been recorded. And here it is uh, from what I assume is a fake name uh, because it says Elmer Glue. Um, Sick. Yeah. Yeah. I need an overhaul. I wasted the best years of my life getting a degree to make my family happy. Well, that's dumb. I made the shitty decision of getting it in studio art. I don't even know what that is. Whose family is happy about that degree? I think they just make you get a de- Some families will just make you get any college degree because they're stupid and they don't realize that it's not helpful. Um, COVID hit right as I graduated my BFA program. I'm turning 31 in January. Oof. Yeah, it's, it seems like you took a while to get that degree. Everything I've done has amounted to nothing. I have no friends. I went to art art school with kids a generation behind. I was treated like a cantankerous old man. My family is non-existent now, and I come from poor's. Obviously, they valued a co- obviously they valued a college education. Smart. Every gig I get is shit, so it just ends with me quitting. Working to break even ain't worth it, in my opinion. I'm getting older, uglier, and just angrier. I got nothing and no idea. I'm not a bad dude, but it feels like I'm being punished. I don't want to just be part of the scenery. I'm realizing this is just word soup. Sorry I bothered. Love the show. You at least made the five-plus years working kilns and mixing clays enjoyable. Thanks. Look. I don't know what a uh, studio art degree is. It seems like you're doing pottery. Um, make some fucking opium pipes for us. That might help. Um, look, man, I don't know what you can do with the degree, and I'm sure you have a lot of debt, but you're not too old to switch careers. Right? Mike, you just got a new job. You're 50. I'm 33. You're aging by the minute, Mike. I got the job at 32. 
you say so. Um, I mean, I started in this career though, like this this career path, working in comedy at like twenty eight. Yeah, that's not young. I started doing stand up at thirty two. Look how successful I am. I'm headlining <laughs> next week. Um, no, if but you're I- the headliner at the tiny cupboard. Are you really just like the the neckliner, the chest liner? It's such a tiny cupboard. You know, you could be wasting your life uh, working in comedy with uh, comedic sensibilities like that, though. All right, Elmer? That's why I'm behind the scenes. You could do that, too, Elmer. Yeah, you could work behind the scenes. Look, here's the thing. I understand why you'd be bitter. You have to find... You got to find your passion. And even if you don't find your passion, you just got to find something you like more than what you're doing. I get it that it sucks that you're in debt, what you could do is do a fucking crypto rug pull and then just move to fucking Bali with four rabbits. Do what now? Just do a crypto rug pull. Okay, I'm going to act like I know what that means. You know what a crypto rug pull is. That's nope. when you create a crypto, you go on Telegram, and you say, yo, everybody buy this crypto, it's super memeable, and then you just take all of their money, don't release the coin, and then just, like, you know, Mark Cuban got caught in a rug pull a few weeks back, a few months back. You just do that. Um, try to think what else you can do with your. What is? Can you look up what studio art is for me, Mike? Sure. Because I don't know what that entails. Um. Now, so there's some good things in your email. Your family is non-existent now. It seems like they fucking sucked. Seems like that's an albatross off of your fucking shoulders. General studio art is concentration is a very curriculum that provides a broad education in the visual arts. Can't you just take that and move into graphic design? That seems like a fun field. Everybody needs a logo. Ooh, this is interesting. Some careers for studio artists are animator, art director, artist, graphic designer, industrial designer, interior designer, and photographer. Yeah, what why wouldn't you do any of those things? Dude, graphic go- design pays pretty well. Sure, there's also a billion graphic designers in New York, dude. Just go be a fucking... But he's not in New York. Who knows where he is? Be an animator. Dude, animate this. Animate us, right, talking to you as you hear this, right, pissed off about fucking, like, just, you know, do a little cartoon of you sitting at home with fucking... Getting more and more mad that we don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Right. You look to the wrong people for advice <laughs> like by you emailing should... askthegoon at gmail.com. Right, right. Like, we we really, vi- like, we exist in the realm of should I fuck this hoe or not? And you should, look, if there's a hoe, you could... First of all, how are you in an art school and there's not bitches to fuck? Because he was too old. Bitches fuck old motherfuckers. Not that old, though. That's the problem. I'm older than him. Right. They'll fuck you. Hell yeah. They won't fuck a 28-year-old. Why not? Because it's not old enough. You got to be older. You got to be like in your 30s and not going to the same school. You know what I mean? They look at you. I think if I went to school right now, I could fuck chicks. Yeah, but you going to school now is like you doing fucking night courses while you still... I'd be like fucking Rodney Dangerfield and back to school. Right. You're not going to fucking... You're not going to abandon your whole life, take out fucking loans to go dorm. No, I will not do that. Right. So it's like you're showing up to that school as somebody who's like established, like has a fucking means of income, you know, is trying to better himself later in life. And like that's interesting to young chicks, right? Mm -hmm. You're a 28 year old who's showing up there with the same student loan debt as they have, except for five more years of like fucking around. 
in between, mm. right? That's gonna make a chick be like, yeah, I'm not really trying to fuck that guy. Mm. So like, I get, I get that point. I do. But I, look, here's the thing. I don't know what gigs you're working. If you need to make a friend, I don't think it's that hard to make a friend. Start going to open mics. You make some friends. Don't do that. No, don't do that. Don't do that. But it's a good way to make friends. You know what you could do? December 9th, come out to the Tiny Cupboard. You can hang out with me. You can hang out with Chris. And you're probably going to meet like-minded people there, right? Like I noticed that. Like, my Brooklyn Comedy Club. That's true. Know. Skankfest is just a bunch of people who are now friends. Right. Uh, and they're friends across the country. And they've, like, met each other. And that's what it is on a smaller scale, too. Like, at fucking every Big J show, every Lewis show, every, to a smaller scale, Brooklyn Comedy Club, right? Like, I see people who come out who are friends with each other, who, like, their excuse for getting together to hang out and have a couple of drinks is coming out to see a show at my club. Yeah. So, I mean, look, there's any way, there's any number of ways. But, I mean, I'm, I'm saying. I just met Coke Logic for the first time at the Lincoln Lodge with Rob Bernstein. And I've been. I've considered that guy a friend for probably 10 years. Sure. We're internet friends, but that's a friend. Yeah. Um, For sure, there's like a, uh, there is value though, specifically to that thing where it's like, all right, this is clearly an interest to you, right? Mm -hmm. You said it yourself, fucking five years of, of fucking around with kilns and pottery and all that shit, right? Listening to this, this is clearly something that, you know, you're into. Do a podcast. No, I'm saying you're into this, so why not go to a place Right where other people who are into this, who have a shared interest that you do, would congregate. That's fair. And just talk to people. Post something in a, on a subreddit and be like, hey, I'm going to the show. Is anybody else going and want to have a beer? All right. Join the Discord. Join the Discord. See if people are coming. Fucking just post it on Twitter. Travel I'll buds and them are always chilling. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of people who are the in the- Shedcast di- guys tour with us, and they started off as people who just listen to the podcast, and there are boys now. Yeah. That, yeah, you can make a friend. I mean, look, you're not too old to make friends. I've thought for years, you just got to find something you're doing that people are also doing for the first time. Even just like the fucking electrician gig I'm doing sometimes. One of the guys that works there, this guy Ed, is just like, hey man, next time you're working, I bought like four pairs of nunchucks online. You want to learn how to do nunchucks on our lunch break the next time you're working? He's like, I'm pretty good with them. And I was like, yeah. And now I'm kind of friends with that guy because he's showing me how to use nunchucks. You know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of shit like that. And we probably wouldn't have been, like, friends except for the fact that he just, he made some friends because he just bought some nunchucks and brought them to work. It's pretty sick. That makes you want to be friends with the dude. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's a great way to make friends. Irish guy that's good at nunchucks? That's fucking crazy. That does rule. Yeah. Um. Oh, crap. I had something else. Oh, oh. Um. You got, if, yeah. If you're not, you want to get laid? Join a adult, uh, like go to a pottery class. You're already good at it. Pretend oh, you're learning shit. it for the first time and go to an adult pottery class. It's gonna be all bitch. I said this. I've said this on the show before. If you want to meet women, go take an art class. There are every t- I've taken two art classes and it's been all twenty year old chicks. You said you took one and it was old ladies, right? No, no. Somebody told me that that they took one. And it was like old Jewish ladies. Uh, Don't take a form class. Take like a cartooning class or something like that. I was going to say do a – join like an adult rec league, right? Like they do – Kickball, shit like that? It changes by the season, right? So like now we're in winter. It'll be like indoor kickball, indoor soccer, volleyball, like shit like that in the summer. Outdoor volleyball, kickball. Darts league. Sure. Whatever. 
whatever it is. I'm specifically I, I do like that aspect though of the adult fucking rec league because it's like you have a set time to get together, mm-hmm. right? There's competition involved, there's teamwork, there's whatever. So you already have like that emotional connection to the people who you're hanging out with, and then there's drinking immediately after, right? Like you're at the bars till late every night. If you're trying to get laid within two to three weeks, somebody on the team on one of the teams is gonna want to fuck you after the bar. Yeah. And if your problem is you just don't have enough money for some of these things, start selling drugs. That's another great way to meet people. It is. And it's a good way to stay in contact with people that you might lose contact with because they'll call you when they need drugs. If you're the guy that knows how to get drugs, you will get a call once a year from a friend you haven't heard from in three or four years. Yep. Right? I think me and Mike can both speak from personal experience that you will get a call from friends that you had lost touch with here and there looking for acid or shrooms. Yeah, I mean, your New Year's is going to be pretty popular. Yeah, New Year's, Halloween, springtime, going into summer. Hmm. You know, but it's going to be fine. Look, here's, here's the real thing. You sound very depressed, and I don't think you should be depressed. I don't think you've wasted your life. How old did he say it was, Mike? About to be 31. About to be 31. I'm seven years older than you. And I've, you know, I'll be honest, I've been having a little bit of an ex- existential crisis myself. There's, you know, there's times where you get to a point where it's just like, well, wh- I'm at an impasse. What am I doing? I'm in the same place. But and honestly, hearing this guy having the same issue is, makes me feel better about my issues with it. You know what I mean? No, about but- a year ago, you were having the same problem. Yeah, I feel like everybody does. You come to this here and there. There's no reason to lose faith that things won't get better because life ebbs and flows. Just stay the course and look forward to things. Find things to look forward to. You must like art if you fucking actually did the four-year degree in studio art. Find something to do. Eat, like You know what I mean? Like Go do some art. There's also, there is certain freedom, right? And this is going to sound fucking morbid, right? To giving yourself a deadline. So it's like, look, now 31 is not the time. If at 45 you still feel like this, rope up. Invest in the shotgun, right? Yeah. That's it. I mean, yeah. It's the only investment that'll ever really pay off. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, you know, at this point, fucking, you know, just have that end date in mind where it's like, all right, the sweet release of death is only 14 years away. If I see the suicide helmet that kid invented? No. It had 12 shotgun shells that went around the whole thing? No. Yeah. There you go. Buy one of those. Or build one. Sure. You could probably make it out of clay. Dude, if... Dude, first of all, it's Hanukkah. Make dreidels. (laughs) Jews buy dreidels. Dude, it's the one thing they will pay full price for. (laughs) They'll shake a lemon at you and ask you if you're Jewish while you sell it to them, but whatever. (laughs) I got... Joe Harari got mad at me last night because I was like, yeah, there's a mitzvah tank down the block. They're shaking lemons at me. He's like, that's only for Sukkot. And I was like, oh, shut up. <laughs> they do ask you if you're Jewish wherever you go. Yeah, I, I feel like people outside of the U.S. don't get that. Or outside of New York don't get that. What? Asked if they're Jewish? The, like the mitzvah No, tank. they do, but for different reasons. <laughs> and not by Jews. Um, is this the helmet you were talking yes. about? Damn. A depressed boy built a suicide helmet which was designed to simultaneously fire eight shotgun shells. Golly. Eight. Yeah. You can sell these. I bet you can make that out of clay. Definitely. Shotgun shells are cheap. 
Not expensive at all. Sell them for like two grand. Guys will fucking take out the loan. Not like they're going to pay it back. That's true. Yeah, you can just sell suicide helmets. That's a good idea. And you know something is going to come in handy, because this is a story we're going to talk about in a minute, but we may as well just get to it now. In Germany, they are not allowing you to um, go to euthanasia clinics unless you're vaccinated. And a lot of these guys are not going to want to get vaccinated just to kill themselves. It seems like a huge hassle. Yeah, I mean, you can't just, like, come out and administer the euthanasia shot outside. You can't use a blow dart? <laughs> Six feet of distance? What are we doing? You gotta get that. Va- that is where the vaccine really starts to look like some real fucking um, w- w- defense contractor shit. I've been saying it for a while, but, like, Pfizer fucking is just Lockheed Martin now. Yeah. That's how I feel. You don't feel that way? I don't know, dude. There's this... pills that treat COVID. Like, these booster shots are coming out. I'm not saying it's a one-to-one comparison. I'm saying it's starting to feel that way. I don't know, man. Moderna just fucking listed record profits, and all I'm seeing, bro, yeah, I watched the fucking... You know, what, you know something? Uh, Raytheon did, too. After fucking... After they built that Iron Dome. You know what I mean? Like, it's like... After the fucking war in Iraq, so did defense contractors. Fair. Um, after the fucking ins- after the so-called insurrection on January 6th, fucking uh, Heckling Koch's stock went through the fucking roof. I don't even know what that is. It's a gun manufacturer. Sick. Um, no, when I was watching the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade this weekend, all I kept seeing was fucking vaccine ads, right? Yeah. Like kids being like, I'm only 16, so I didn't need to get vaccinated. But then another kid's like, but I wanted to go to the museum with my friends. And see a movie and eat a lot of popcorn. And all of those kids can be fitted with Elmer's fucking shotgun helmet. (laughs) Because they suck. No, but I'm saying, like, these motherfuckers, right, they're just pitching this vaccine thing. Like, Uh it's it's constant propaganda on TV, Mm -hmm. right? If you turn on any TV that's doing, or, like, any YouTube video, right, Mm -hmm. because they're buying ads on there, too. They're just hitting you over the head. Any corporate media hits you over the head with this fucking vaccine thing constantly. It's That's like, I, I got the shot. Why are you still pitching it? Because they need you to get the booster shot. Why? For the same reason we couldn't leave Afghanistan for fucking 30 years or whatever, 20 years. <laughs> they need you to keep doing the stuff. They need to keep selling you things. <laughs> the vaccines are free. Someone's paying for them, Mike. Someone is getting paid for them. How else would they be posting record profits? Here's what you could do. If you want to have purpose in your life, kill a bunch of politicians. Dude, that'd be sick, actually. Hell yeah. Dude, if you were, if, you know, all right, that's it. Like like I said, 45. If you purpose in life, just be the punisher. 45 still the age, right? Uh-huh. But again, if things not going your way, invest uh-huh. in multiple shotguns. AR-15s. Right? Just try to take out like two or three on your way out, yeah. dude. Suicide by Secret Service sounds way more efficient. And any family you do have left might have a lawsuit. Sure. Or all your friends in the intramural uh, Frisbee League or whatever. They'll all be like, yo, he's dope. That's our boy. It's our boy taking out the fucking bourgeoisie. They'll build you a fucking, they'll fucking build you a pottery statue at your fucking alma mater if you kill the right politician. Elmer Mata? Look, man, all we're saying is there's lots to do before you kill yourself. There's lots to do, Mr. Glue. 
Don't bring yourself out to the glue. Fa- is this the racehorse? Don't bring yourself to the glue factory just yet. <laughs> oh man. Um, just made me think of the book Animal Farm, and I got sad. Mm. And they sent the horse to the glue factory. Mm. He was a good horse. He was a good horse. That's Boxer, yeah? Yeah. Mm. R.I.P. to a real one. Bong, bong. He worked his ass off. He didn't complain. No. Always in debt. Boxer from Animal Farm. Couldn't even learn his ABCs, but he kept trying to learn. Yeah. So if you need advice... Email askagoon at gmail.com. You get you ask for advice in the same thing with the fan engagement engagement. It doesn't matter. Moving on. Mike, you know what we gotta talk about, Mike? I'm assuming Blue Chew. Wow, the fucking great people over at fucking bluechew.com. You know how fucking good the motherfuckers at bluechew.com are? I know they're pretty damn good to me. They they're good to you too. Bro, if you don't know what BlueChew.com is, that is an online pharmacy. But they only prescribe two things, rodafilil and salafidil, which are the main ingredients in either Viagra or Cialis. And here's the thing. What they do is they send it to you in chewable tablets, not discreet packaging. It's chewable, discreet packaging tablets. So what you do is you chew them up, and your fucking dick gets rock hard, Mike. Rock hard. Not rock auto, rock hard. It, uh, you, you chew them up, and then uh, uh, your dick gets hard. And then uh, uh, you fuck ladies. You want to fuck ladies. Or, or men. Whatever you want to do. Or you just walk around with a hard on. You can make a, a mold of your dick. Put it in a kiln. I don't know what you're doing with it. But I do know that if you just take a quick online survey, Blue Chew will send you discreet packaging and a free one-month supply. You're going to pay $5 for shipping. You know what you got to do to do that, Mike? You go to bluechew.com. That's B-L-U-E, chew.com. Use the promo code GOON. You're going to get that first month completely free. What? Completely free. How? Promo code GOON at B-L-U-E, chew.com. At checkout, use that promo code. It's GOON. $5 shipping. Okay. Get it. Moving on. Mike, you sent me something about David Hogg. Yeah, Dave's got a big hog. Oh. Thanks to BlueChew.com. Um, no, but uh, we talked a couple months back about he wanted to start his own pillow company to rival the My Pillow guy. And people were supporting him because they didn't want uh, Republican pillows. And now he has lost his pillows. Oh. Yes. Where'd they go? I don't know. He's canceling the hog pillow. <laughs> That's what it was called? I think so. Well, I mean... Look now, it up. You sent it to me on Twitter. Now I know why it didn't work. It's called the hog pillow? Yeah. I mean, who's buying a hog pillow? I'd buy a hog pillow. Hmm. If it's shaped like a hog and not a cock. Like a pig? That actually does sound pretty fun. Yeah. Nice bacon pillow. Scratch and sniff. Nom, 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 nom. I wonder what happened. Didn't he take investors? Um, he just scammed a bunch of people. Yeah, I believe he did. So I'm going off of uh, this uh, from my new favorite Twitter account, Defiant L's. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so uh, this was from November 25th of 2021. Uh, he was saying, the lack of self-awareness is truly insane. How can people expect to build a completely new system in society if they can't even run their own organizations? And then it uh, points back to April 11th of this year, where David Hogg drops Pillow Venture, launched during SPAT with Mike Lindell. Mm. 
So maybe he was never too serious about it, and he's just like, I'm not doing that now. But anybody should be able to look up the post article. Let's see what let's see what really happened. Um, but what a pussy! Now you have to make pillows. You said it. You need to be about it. Okay, so uh, here it is. Hogg said he stepped down from Good Pillow, intended to rival staunch Trump supporter Mike Lindell's bad company. Bad Pillow. <laughs> Yeah, that's what they are. My pillow is bad pillow. Bad pillow. <laughs> to focus on his college studies and gun control activism. Mm, oh, so you mean the thing he was doing before he said he was going to start a pillow company? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I want to focus on that stuff I was already doing and not have to. Yeah, turns out running a pillow company is so hard it makes you insane. <laughs> that's what happens when you start a pillow company. You gradually become insane to the point where you're mad when the news is telling you that voting machines aren't plotting against you. You just run a pillow company. You know how many goose you have to fucking shear yourself? You have to murder and pull feathers off of thousands of geese. You don't want to do that. You know what that does to a man? I once kicked a chicken in the head. (laughs) One time. And I brought it to my buddy Ed Haruki's house, and I go, hey, you're a butcher. Can you cut this up, and we'll eat chicken? And he goes, you got to pluck those feathers out of that chicken first. And I had to sit on a curb with my buddy Damien, and we plucked the entire chicken, Mike. And you know something? That was traumatic. If I had to do that enough times to start a whole pillow company, I'd be fucked in the head. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure that the pillows are, are made out of memory foam. That sounds like a bad pillow. I don't know. Memory foam is, is comfy. I want a good pillow. <laughs> Goose want, down pillow, Mike. You want a real good pillow? I want a good pillow. Okay. Well, um, you can still get one uh, because William, the guy who is, uh, you know, actually in charge, William Legate, a uh, software developer, mm-hmm. he uh, he is still apparently selling the pillows. Good pillows. Uh-huh. We should get them as a sponsor. Send uh, them this clip. I will. I will. I, I don't think you're going to do it. Probably not, if I'm being honest. God I, damn it, Mike. I don't know if this company even still exists. You can just send him a clip. Who? Who do I send it to? The guy you just William? sent. William? <sighs> William wants our fucking input on the pillows. Okay, so they don't even have pillows yet. What? You fucking wait list, pre-orders. Good pillow. And David Hogg's not even attached anymore? What, his name's still on the... More coming soon. David's name's still on the website, but he sold all of his uh, shares. To of, William? I don't know. Sold all of his shares. and uh, uh, William's wearing a mask in the fucking website. Click his thing. Let's, yeah. see what it's, let's, see, let's find out more about oh, William. He stinks. Oh, by the way, their tagline? Uh, us, we like pillows who don't overthrow the government. What an asshole. Right? Uh, Will Legate, uh, person, woman, gamer. All right. Woman, man, gamer. I don't know. Um, apparently he... have 179,000 followers. I don't know. He apparently invests in crypto. This guy sucks. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. trust this guy to make me a good pillow. He looks like he's not had a good night's sleep his entire life. He stays up and tosses and turns and thinks about things that don't matter at all. Oh man, this guy stinks. Yeah, it's a lot of 
There's a lot of retweets of people who suck. He's literally retweeting the GOP twice. Really? Yeah. I mean, I don't think these are going to be good pillows, Mike. They might be okay, but it seems like mediocre pillows at best. Oh, this is interesting. Um, according to somebody on this thing, the United States and most and other central banks are thinking of starting their own blockchain technology. Yeah. No, you don't know that? No. Yeah, every central bank is obviously talking about I mean, the U.S. has talked about it, but um, there's, a, there's a British bank trying to... They're all trying to fucking do it. It's bullshit. It is bullshit. They're not going to do it. Whatever. This guy sucks. His pillow sucks. David Hogg sucks. I don't even like this whole fucking segment. Moving on. <laughs> Mike, I need my Olympics music. Oh, okay. Is, yeah. This is some good Olympics music. Yep, this is the Olympics music. Oh. Now... As the Winter Olympics start, so we know that the Summer Olympics are over because the Houston Texans won the gold medal in football right. last week. Yeah, that was the last remaining that was the last game summer football game yeah, to be played. In the Olympics. Summer the Olympic thing. game, yeah. Uh, they, they didn't have the closing ceremonies because of COVID. Right. Um, so now they got to open up the Winter Olympics. Yeah, soon. so did they start yet? No. You're sure? It's cold it's, outside. Yeah, but it's There's not. There's sports on TV I saw in a bar yesterday. Right. That's not it, the Winter Olympics? No, it's not winter yet. It's not technically winter yet. It's still fall. Yeah, this is still late fall. So the Winter Olympics haven't started yet. Yeah, we got to at least wait till the Winter Equinox. They can't. All right. All right, but we'll, we will keep you posted on this story as it develops here at Notes of a Goon. What? Hey, yes. We're what, keep, we're wait, the, the listeners. The story of whether or not the Winter Olympics are happening? Yes. We will keep the listeners updated. On whether or not... I don't want them to have to check themselves. We'll tell them when the Olympics have started. It's reasonable. We'll keep checking, and we'll make sure, and we'll know, and we'll let you know. Moving on. <laughs> Got to talk about the good people at YoDelta.com. Do we? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think we need to. I would just want to. Well, of course you want to. You're the Yo Kratom champion. Mm-hmm. So- Champ is here. Champ is here. So look, here's the thing. You know who these people are, the Yo Kratom people, the Yo Delta people. Uh, they are the uh, uh, finest sponsor of this form of comedy, which whatever you want to call it. I think it's uh, groundbreaking is really what it is. Um, but uh, Yo Delta, the fine people at YoDelta.com, what they do is they create Delta 8 THC, Right. Uh, Delta 8 THC is uh, just like regular THC, uh, except it's legal in a lot of the places that regular weed is not legal. So you can have Delta 8 THC and blow that smoke right in a cop's face, and he can't arrest you. He might taser you or uh, pistol whip you. Yeah, but how's the cop going to know? What do you mean? You show him the thing. You go, this is Delta 8, you fucking idiot. You throw right in his face. Okay, so... Hypothetically, uh-huh. if one wanted to walk around outside uh-huh. in a state where uh-huh. it's illegal to smoke Delta 9 THC, mm-hmm. as long as they had a bag from YoDelta.com in their pocket, they are probably going away with whatever the hell they wanted. And here's the crazy thing. If you use the promo code GAS, you're going to get 25% off your 
You can get 25% off and you're not going to get no charges? No charges, 25% off. You 25% off you're and you're not getting knocked? You're punch a cop in the fucking face if you go to YoDelta.com. I mean, you give him some Kratom after, he's not going to remember you did it. He's going to need some Kratom to bring the swelling down in that fucking eye after you fucking rock his fucking face. Bonk, bonk. Hell yeah. Because you're all fucking hopped up on Yo Delta. YoDelta.com. Use the promo code GAS. You're going to get 25% off your order. Please don't punch a cop and say that I uh, sent you there. But go to YoDelta.com because I sent you there. And use the promo code GAS. You get 25%. Look, the gummies, I eat the gummies. They fuck you up. They really do. I don't really fuck with vape cartridges or fucking flour that much anymore. But I do still enjoy an edible. And I like the Yo Delta gummies. I absolutely recommend them. Go to YoDelta.com. Use the promo code GAS. You can get 25% off your order. Moving on. Mike, you ever watch Cowboy Bebop? You're a guy who likes a cartoon. Nope. You never watched Cowboy Bebop? It would come on on Toonami sometimes. Just never really my thing. Love Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. Yeah, I don't doubt that. Um, What's that supposed to mean? I mean, you know, you're the right age for it. That's fair. Um... I don't, but just the way you said that, it was a little demeaning. Well, no, I just, you know, you're a guy who likes Deadwood. Of course, you're going to like fucking Deadwood in space. It's not really Deadwood in space. It's kind of Deadwood in space. There's no whorehouse. Yeah, because it's a cartoon, but like, you know. I don't understand what you're trying to say. Look, all I'm saying is, um, somebody came up with, uh, somebody came up to me the other day at fucking Broken Comedy Club and was like, oh, I got this new show on Netflix. Fucking Cowboy Bebop looks awesome. And I was like, no. no that terrible. That's what I wanted to talk about is how bad this article looks. I was like, literally no uh, cartoon. Sure. No cartoon. Uh, no, no. It's a, it's a live action show. Yes. Pull up some pictures. No cartoon has ever been done well as a live show is what I'm saying. As there, is there not one? Other, uh, TMNT the movie. The first one. The first, well, even the second one. Come on. It's fine. It's not, the first one I think legitimately holds up. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, is there another? Is there another cartoon? Um, hmm. Another cartoon that went to live action that yeah, held up. I can't think. I can't think of any other cartoon that went to live action and that was actually fucking good. I mean, I guess if you count a lot of the comic book movies, yeah, this looks terrible. Is that the guy from Harold and Kumar? I think it is. Oof. It just it just looks very bad. Like, because they're, they tried to make it look too much like the cartoon, and it sucks. So that's what now. the cartoon looks like. Yes, sick. Uh huh. And they turned obviously one of the characters into a black guy. Well, no, is that guy not black? He no. looks black in here. He's Japanese. Whatever. He looks. He's clearly darker skinned than everybody else in this photo, other than that little girl. Yeah. Um, but yo, my biggest problem is they cast this chick. She does not have big titties. As this chick, what are you doing? Yeah, she does not have big enough titties. That's like, that's fucking double D's to like... But yeah, she, she does not look like Faye Valentine. What is this? It's pretty bad. Let's watch, is there a trailer for this? Uh, I would assume so. Um, whoa. Videos. Official trailer. It's... Alright, so this is sick. From the well, dead. Turn it turn it down a little bit. A week ago I did a job. A bounty. I had a partner, believe it or not. He know what you used to be. This seems I'm so annoyed by this. 
Will I ever see you again? They tried to kill me, Anna. Yeah, this is some Deadwood and spaceship. Yeah, except Deadwood's good. Spike Spiegel? It's a man named Spike? Yeah, it's a cartoon. That's the thing. Some things are meant to just be cartoons. So, none of the reviews of this show are good at all. I haven't watched it, and I refuse to watch it. I don't like... I can just watch the original one. I don't need to watch a remake of a show I used to like. Let's yeah, not look at that gun. And that's the thing, is they're trying to make it... They're doing the episodes from the fucking show. I was dreaming. Are they, like... Just watch the cartoon. This is what I don't understand, is why can't people just watch the cartoon? All right, she kind of had titties in that shot. Yeah, she had some titties in that shot. Going my way, of course. Do not shoot her. So... Does that come on her hand? So Vice put out an article defending the show. Literally saying that... Uh, the world doesn't need the world needs to feel better and needs whimsy and this show is silly and stupid but the original show was like a little more serious for a cartoon it was a little got a, had edge to it we don't need pop nostalgia just for the sake of it we don't need high budget pop nostalgia i'm anti that sentiment no i agree um why remake anything if you're just going to make it to cater to the center of fucking human beings' brain that just triggers nostalgia where they can go, oh, that's that thing I remember from that shit. Just watch the show again. The people who are watching this and enjoying this are bad people. Pull up the exact, oh, the exact title is Netflix's Cowboy Bebop isn't supposed to be good. I don't think that's true. I think they set out to make a good show and then they put it on and people were like, this fucking sucks. But they were too close to it to realize that it sucked. Also, they spent all that money on it. They have to release it. Stop making schlock just to make schlock. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Make a new show. Make Deadwood in Space. That's a new show. Well, I mean, they kind of did with this. It's not Deadwood in Space, Mike. It's Deadwood kind, is good. It's kind of Deadwood in Space. Are you just mad that I keep saying that Rounders is Rocky for fat losers? Whatever, dude. You like Deadwood in Space, the cartoon. I do like Deadwood in Space, the cartoon. Also, Cowboys in Mesa is the Deadwood cartoon. <laughs> um, Deadwood is good. You're stupid. Okay. Everybody likes Deadwood except you. Every mm. man likes the show Deadwood except you, Michael Harrington. Okay. Every adult man likes Deadwood except mm-hmm. you. Do you like The Sopranos? Sopranos rocks. Yo, you don't like The Sopranos. I like The Sopranos, but I'm just saying it's just like every adult man likes The Sopranos. Every adult man likes Deadwood. Most adult men like Deadwood, I guess, maybe. but you know. All but you. Not all but me. If you don't like Deadwood, email askthegoon at gmail.com and let Chris know that Deadwood fucking sucks and that you're engaged in the show. Cowboy Bebop is good, the cartoon. Deadwood is good. And I would make a Deadwood cartoon anime. I was going to say, what would a Deadwood cartoon look like? Would it be good? Dude, if the Aeon Flux guys made a Deadwood cartoon, do you know how fucking good that would be? I would. It would probably keep my attention. 
dude, I'll watch the shit out of that. Dude, call the Aeon Flux guys. They're still alive. I just saw an interview with one of them on YouTube. Call them and tell them to make Deadwood in space, the cartoon, and then pay us royalties. I don't, I don't, I don't think we're going to get that deal. I mean, it's way better than this stupid fucking Vice article that Cowboy Bebop... Let me find the exact quote. It fucking made me so goddamn mad. Um, it's not high art, but I wouldn't necessarily call it good. But in its best moments, Netflix Bebop is truly unhinged remix that puts classic characters through a nostalgic funhouse mirror you can't look away from. That's not true. Fuck. After the nightmare of these past few years, I would have welcomed the chance to experience a well-executed adaptation of the classic anime series, but I also welcome the opportunity to turn off my brain and just vibe with familiar characters in a flawed and ridiculous setting. I love Cowboy Bebop, but I'm also very tired and I no longer have the emotional capacity to get mad about my favorite anime on the internet. Yes, you do! That's what I'm doing right now! You know what? You're wasting your emotions caring about other things. Care about this. It's important. Yeah, dude, your whole job is writing about fucking culture and entertainment for Vice, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have the fucking emotional energy to fucking do your job? Yeah, dickhead. Your job is to watch What's fucking Netflix shows. Seriously. Janice and you can't... Rose? You can't muster the fucking... The shit? Fuck out of yeah, here. Yeah, Janice. Stink. You fucking suck. Vice sucks. Remember when Vice used to be fucking good? No. They did that Liberia shit. You didn't watch that? Vice Guide 2 was the shit. When they would go to like crazy places around the world and see insane shit, Vice used to be the shit. And then they had that guy Hamilton who did that Pharmacopoeia show. That shit was fire too. Now it's all nonsense like this. And it's fucking articles like how to go down on a girl's penis. Do they not have uh, that... That, uh, How to eat at a trans man. Do they not have a... Uh, um, the shows where Action Bronson just gets high a bunch anymore? I think they probably do on the TV channel. I'm just talking about the website. Just fucking sucks now. They yeah. really fucking lost it. It is pretty trash. It used to be so good. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Whatever. Fucking boomers. Moving on. I feel like we got to do one more thing before... Oh, this is what we got to talk about. This is breaking news. Chris Cuomo. You know about this? No. Here's a headline that came up right before we started the show. CNN host Chris Cuomo used his media sources to find out information on Brother Andrew's Accusers record show. So this motherfucker uses journalism shit to dox these hoes. That's some real, that's some real Fredo shit right there. Wait, what? Okay, listen to this. Uh, Chris Cuomo was actively in touch with a top aide to his brother, Andrew Cuomo, about incoming reports that detailed sexual allegations uh, by then-New York governor, New Record Show. So basically, as these chicks would like reach out to news sources to tell their story, Chris Cuomo was feeding it to his brother. He's been like, just so you know, these bitches are about to come out and say this shit. You better get ready to tell them that you weren't perverted. You're just Italian. You better, like, he was giving them, like, a heads up for damage control before the stories were breaking. 
Which I mean, that's being a good brother. That's not some Fredo shit. If we're being honest, it's good bro. Yeah, it is good bro shit. But it's real. There's no integrity there. How the fuck does this motherfucker still have a job as a journalist? I don't know. I mean, how did he have a job as a journalist after any of the things he did last year? That's fair. Um, Chris Cuomo was actively in touch with Melissa Del Rosa, who was the then-governor top eight, about incoming media reports that detailed alleged sexual harassment by Andrew Cuomo. Dude, that's also weird. He was just reading these weird sexual assault claims. He was reading detailed accounts of his brother being creepily touching women. It's pretty sick. I don't know, man. That's fucking creepy as fuck. You think he was boning up and he was just pretending he was the governor? Yeah. He was like, oh, I could be the governor now, too, because I'm also a creepy weirdo dickhead. It's good to be the governor. Oh, yeah. Um, no, but like the weird part about it to me is that on the air, he was like, I'm not publicly speaking on any of my brother's things. Like He wouldn't go on the air to defend him, but off the air, he would be like fucking, yo, watch out. You got fucking bombs coming at you, kid. Yeah, they're coming. They're coming for you, bro. I don't like that, dude. Go on the air and fucking defend your brother then. Yeah. Yeah. Go on the air, defend your brother, or renounce him. Um, He engaged with sources regarding various allegations. I guess it makes him a good brother, all this shit, but it's just like, he should just quit. Just quit your job. Like, what what are you fucking doing? I think, can you, have you found anything about this? About what? This thing. Didn't you just look something up? Chris Cuomo? Mm-hmm. Hey, I was looking up the chick from that fucking Cowboy Bebop show with the titties. You're just looking at various pictures of her? I was trying to find, find a... find a good picture of her with good titties? I was trying to find out who she was and one of the shows she was on, mm-hmm. what I might know her from. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, CNN to conduct... A uh, thorough review of documents showing Chris Cuomo's intimate role advising brother, Andrew Cuomo. I hope he goes to jail for this somehow. <laughs> um, yeah, apparently, yeah, he, he let her know that she was coming out with the, uh, Lindsay Boylan was being like, hey, let's play strip poker. That was, the, that was the big one with her, was that Andrew Cuomo tried to get her to play strip poker, which, I mean. Nice. What kind of child? Do you have to be? He's a 55-year-old man. Uh, you know what? Here's the thing. Why didn't he ask her to play spin the bottle? You want to see your titties? Yes. You can't get in trouble like that. We're having a poker game. It's going to be a bunch of people involved. A strip poker game. Happens to be strip poker. You don't just happen to have a strip poker game. Why not? You're having a poker game, and then you're drunk, and you go, let's play strip poker. That's how strip poker works. No, you get together to play strip poker. Who gets together to play strip poker? Whores. Yeah, that's only ever happened when Ralph paid some horse to come here and play strip poker. That's actually the only time I've ever played strip poker as an adult. Yeah, as an, yeah you play strip poker as like a kid because mm-hmm. it's silly and stupid. And because you want to see titties. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good way to see titties, and like girls will agree to do it. And everybody's, dude, strip poker is the stupidest thing. Okay, sorry that you're a hater who's not good at poker. It's not. First of all, there's not like betting in strip poker. Sure, there is. No one bets in strip poker. You just play poker, and the winner gets to call an article of clothing on on somebody to take off. Okay, yeah. If you're playing like a child, 
when you were a child, you played strip poker like a grown up. Yeah, you fucking you raise them their bra. Yeah, you fucking yeah. You, you play, raise no in a group setting strip poker. You don't do that. Yeah, it'd be like yo, three articles of clothing. Mm. All right. Yeah. By the end, it's like all right. Now you're down to fucking no nothing. Yeah, everybody's naked at the end. That's how strip poker works, dude. You remember that show, the game show? It was like a late night game show called Strip Poker. No, it's pretty fun. I remember Hip Hop Hold'em. No, I used to watch this shit on. Fine. Uh, all right, we'll see if we can insert Andrew Cuomo into it. Um. Yeah, they were like, uh, yeah, they it was like a fucking regular ass game show. Mm. All right, here we go. It was on USA Network. There we go. Was it on USA Up All Night? No. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, and it was just like chicks getting down to their underwear. Yeah, they're not even playing poker. They're not even at a poker table. Well, yeah, no. The poker would be done. So... These are like very clearly models. What is this? This is the stupidest show I've ever seen. Dude, it's so funny. Whatever, before, dude. It was something dude, to jerk off to when you were a kid. It was such a, it's such a, that was such a weird time, like right before the internet, because society got to a place where we were ready for internet porn, but it didn't exist yet. You know what I mean? So there was all that, it was all the Skinamax, but then also like WWF was showing titties and fucking Jerry Springer was showing titties and there were shows like that. Even like singled out, like was. Fucking Carmen Electra would have you all boned up. You know what I mean? Yeah, there was also uh um there was also a bit of the um like uh fuse TVs, uh pants off dance off, hosted by Topanga. Yeah, what the fuck was that? It was just like, wait, we're gonna play music videos and chicks are gonna get down to their underwear next to it. Lingerie football. Ah, oh, God. They still have that, by the way. They still have lingerie fight league, by the way. Lingerie Fighting Championships, LFC. I would watch that. It's pretty sick. Are the girls good at fighting? No, 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 no. It, honestly, I'm the pretty girl sure. The who is the NWA women's champion right now started as a lingerie football player. Because there's really not... That's a weird thing, right? There's not really a place for women to go play football. Right. Except for the lingerie. The lingerie league might be the highest level of women's football. It is. It is, right? I've met women from the Lingerie Football League, and they're like all former college athletes. Like, Yeah, they're like track stars, typically. Yeah. And they're like big chicks. And some of them, yeah, a lot of them probably play rugby, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's like powerlifters go into that who like football. Yeah. But there's no, like, who's, you're buying tickets to a Lingerie League football game? Do people support those franchises? It's kind of tight. I'm sure they paper the room. Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess, yeah, that's, uh, but are they just touring? You can't just have a team and have a season. I actually, I guess you could. If there was a, in New York, like a small, like a small enough venue, because they're not running 100 yards. I'm sure it's like an arena-sized league, uh, arena-sized thing, right? I don't know. Look up the rules. All right. This, you know, I'm really glad we stopped talking about Chris Cuomo, because... <laughs> This wasn't even that interesting of a story. Okay, LFL plays on a 50-yard field, 30 yards wide with 8-yard end zones. Touchdowns were 6, conversion runner pass 2, 3-yard uh, from the 
Oh, from the two-yard line is one point. From the three-yard line is two points. As a safety, there is no punting and no field goals. Well, that would make sense on a 50-yard field. Yeah. Um, Pretty sick, honestly. Look at this. Yeah, those chicks are pretty hot. They're pretty hot, and they're also, like, very scantily clad. (laughs) Yeah, I don't... It makes me uncomfortable. Like, it's one thing when it's beach volleyball in the Olympics... But there's something about women playing football dressed like that that's just like, I uh, come on. Okay, let's check this out. Um, famous NFL player's daughter is now a star quarterback in the LFL, and Donovan McNabb, and they're even trying to start a youth league. That's not a good idea. No? you the don't. youth lingerie league is not a good idea, Mike. You don't think it's a good idea to get no, 16-year-old girls in lingerie think, playing football? I don't think it's a good idea. You don't think that would sell out? I think it would. I think it would absolutely. I think it would sell out faster than the adult league. I don't think it's a good idea. I mean, why? They can do women's uh, beach volleyball, teen beach volleyball. What's the difference? Not the same thing. What's the difference? I think it's the violence. Is it the violence? I I, I don't know. It's creepy. I didn't like that. It is creepy. I'll give it to you. Just because it's called a lingerie league. Would I get season tickets? Yes. God damn, you're so <laughs> gross. <laughs> what? I want to see the fucking stars of the L- of tomorrow for the LFL. The stars of tomorrow. Today. The LFL. What, what? How many teams are in that league? Well, it got its start in 2009 with 10 teams. Mm. Uh, there are now 12 teams mm. with 20 players on each of them. The expansion team. Uh, well, the leg spreaders, if you will. Three expansion teams. Um, started as a Super I Bowl. An expansion team in my pants, just thinking about it. <sighs> Sprung up from a Super Bowl halftime special that was on pay-per-view. Um, <clears throat> they have plans to expand to Canada, Australia, and Europe. Mm. I don't think that's going to work out for them. Why? The NFL can't do it. The LFL is going to do it? Well, I mean, you know, who the hell's watching men's high school football? That's true. You know who'd watch men's high school LFL or women's high school LFL? Almost everybody. <laughs> I know I'd watch it. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm getting creeped out just thinking about it. I DVR every game. I'm so creeped out. I'm so happy that we read this article just for the prospect of the youth league. Oh, I'm so grossed out by the idea of the youth LFL league. What? You wouldn't want to see a bunch of 14-year-old girls dressed like this? Yeah, when I was 16, I would have. Yeah, whatever. I'm mentally still there. These girls are like 24. That's about the right age. Mm. But I I honestly don't even like seeing this. Why? Put pants on, lady. (laughs) Why? Because you're playing football. Volleyball is supposed to be played in a bathing suit. You know what I mean? Oh, man. It does look ridiculous. Yeah. It just, that's creepy to me. I don't like it. Look at that camel toe. Look at that extreme camel toe. Yeah, I can see her whole pussy. Right. Now imagine if she was 16. No! (laughs) Why are you trying to get us both thrown in jail? I'm just saying, how much better would that game be? Not better at all. (laughs) Not better. It's not better. Mm. That is weird, and I certainly don't want to see a 16-year-old doing it. Look, I'm just saying, the amount of cellulite on this chick... Right? It would be less on a 16-year-old. I agree. So what are we doing here? 
Mike, you're literally <laughs> just admitting to being a pedophile. What? How? I'm sorry that I like sports. <laughs> the stars of tomorrow today on Mike's face. Whoa, 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 whoa. I can't get that close. I mean, if you're a season ticket holder, I think you can do whatever you want, Mike. Yeah, I can watch the games from binoculars in my car, as the law intends. That's true. You're not going to be allowed within 50 feet of a, a LFL junior game. Yeah, just play with a fucking... Just play outside. Just don't play in a dome. It's not that hard. Yeah, that's true. Huh. Um, all right, let's move on, because I'm not comfortable with this whole thing. All right, we're going to leave on a light note. Um, Mike, you told me about this very light story about a Newark police officer. It's a very lighthearted story. Oh, right, 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 right. Um, yeah, let me bring up the article here. Um, police officer. You know, it, this was the one thing you brought to the show today. Okay, well, yeah, that's fair. All right, I'll bring it here. Um, off-duty cop hits and kills nurse with his car, then brings body home. Oh. Now, why did he bring the body home? To fuck it? No, I'm assuming it was a... Uh... It was a Weekend at Bernie situation. Weekend at Bernie's too. He's trying to bring her back to life with a voodoo curse. See, I was thinking it was more of like a Goodfellas thing, right? Like oh, just in the trunk and Moss making the sauce? Right. Mm. You know? Like, yeah, yeah what else is he going to do? Got to go well, to There's got to be some more details about this. What else happened? Uh, so he fatally struck 29-year-old man, Damien D'Amica, which, uh-huh. you know, male nurse, uh-huh. uh, with his Honda Accord. Oh! Right? That's a letdown. Thank you. Um, with his Honda Accord around 3 a.m. on Monday, on November 1st, uh, Essex County Prosecutor's Office said... In a November 24th news release, prosecutor declined a request for further comment. Mm. After bringing Danica's body home, Santiago returned to the scene of crash on Garden State Parkway mm. when state police arrives and saw Danica dead in the backseat of the car, officials said. <laughs> Whoa. What? Wait. He still had the guy in the car? Propped up? Santiago's mother, Annette Santiago, and a passenger in his car at the time, Albert Guzman, were charged with conspiracy to desecrate human remains, hindering apprehension, and conspiracy to hinder apprehension, and tamper with physical evidence. Who the fuck... His mom's a ride-or-die bitch. Okay, sure. Who the fuck... Which one of your boys is showing up to your house with a person that they hit and killed with their vehicle in the backseat of their car... Mm Mm-hmm. Right? Which one of them would? Telling? No, no, no. Augie, probably? No. Which one of them is going to tell you, hey, we got to take a ride back to the place where I hit and killed this guy? To drop them back off. Right. Are you getting in that car with any of them? Any one of your friends? Am I getting in the car? Probably. Is it a good idea to get in the car? Definitely not. That's crazy. I'm probably getting in that car. Why wouldn't you just tell him to go fucking burn the body in the woods? I don't know. <laughs> I think I get in the car. Why? I don't know. Why would you get in the Seems car? Seems like a friend needs some help. Yeah, but you, no, you're both going to go to jail. You never return to the scene of the crime. That's true. I would try to convince him to not do that. 
I'd be like, no, I'll drive, and then we'll go somewhere else. Probably get some sandwiches. <laughs> you wouldn't go burn the body in the woods? Yeah, after. I'm going to need, first of all, I'm going to need to be on a full stomach. <laughs> I mean, like, look, yeah, probably go burn the body in the woods. Dismember the body. What well, is it? He, he killed this dude. And then was like, I got to go put the body back where I found it? Okay, so... Is it fleeing the scene of the accident if you take the accident with you? (laughs) Uh, I don't know how this works. An investigation revealed Luis Santiago was driving north on the parkway with Guzman when the car drifted out of lane and into the road's right shoulder where Dimka had been walking. Prosecutors say Santiago and Guzman didn't call 911 to try to help. Dimka, but they did return to where the nurse was struck multiple times before Santiago loaded him into his Honda and drove home in Bloomfield. While home, prosecutors said Santiago and his mother discussed what to do with the victim's body, with Santiago eventually returning back to the scene. His father, whose name has not been released, and his lieutenant in the Newark Police Department oh, then geez. called 911 to say his son had been in an accident, leading state police to his son and Dimka's body, according to the release. After they were arrested and charged Santiago, his mother and Guzman were released with conditions. It's been suspended from the police department. Yeah, that's probably for the best. You probably suspend somebody for uh, <laughs> showing that poor judgment. Okay, so you ready for this? His lawyer, Patrick P. Toscano Jr., told the New York Times, We believe he has been tremendously overcharged here. Toscano said to the newspaper, there is maybe probable cause for two or three charges, certainly not 12 or 13. <laughs> Fair? No. What are the 12 or 13 charges, Mike? Bro, uh, uh, hit and run, leaving the scene of an accident. That's two. Um, they- no, no, no. That's the same thing. Okay. Hit That's and- the run part of hit and run. Hit and run. Um... Desecrating the human body. Yeah, taking the, the body with you. Okay. Fucking up the, the, the crime scene. So you're desecrating the body and also fucking with physical evidence. Okay. Right? Um, you're going to another location to conspire about fucking, you we're know. Up to, we're up to four. Right? Um, I don't know. Fucking the, the, the murder. Was the murder one of them? No, that's part of the hit and run. No. Because yeah. you get vehicular manslaughter and a hit and run. Mm. So, right? All right, we'll go up to five. All right. Um, fucking, I don't know, coming back to the scene. There's fucking mad shit. I'm not going to read all the things he was charged with. I'm not going to go through every one, but I'm assuming if you fuck up that bad. Mm-hmm. Reckless vehicular homicide. Yeah, I mean, it's such a bizarre story. It's like, I need the carpool lane. <laughs> To get back and tell okay. my mom what happened. In addition to vehicular homicide, Santiago was charged with leaving the scene of a crash resulting in death, endangering an injured victim, desecrating moving human remains, mm. hindering one owns ap- one's own apprehension, conspiracy to hinder prosecution, tampering with physical evidence, obstructing administration of law, and two counts of official misconduct. Mm. So that's nine. Mm-hmm. And I think each one of those you have a leg to stand on. You know who doesn't? The victim. Dimska? Dimska? Yeah. Is he Polish? I don't know. Indian? I mean, he was walking home at 3 o'clock in the morning. What kind of nurse can't afford a car? I don't know. He must have had a DUI. Hmm. How ironic. He probably got a DUI, didn't hurt his soul. Then he got killed by an off-duty cop who probably wasn't drunk. What? 
Think about it. It was 3 o'clock in the morning. Why Why do you think he wasn't drunk? He's probably getting off work. Mm. Why was he chilling with his boy? They worked together? Yeah, they were probably drunk. That's probably why he fled the scene. We were talking about John Jones a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. He fled the scene because he was drunk. Fuck, man. That's got to be crazy. Like, how many... So you're... All right, so you're panicked. So you pick up this body and you throw it in your car. Hmm. How far do you drive before you realize that was the stupidest possible thing you could do? You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I think within 30 seconds, I think, no, let's say five miles, however long it takes you to drive five miles at probably 70 miles. No, they were probably going the speed limit. They were probably doing 55 once they had the body in the car, right? Have to. You can't, you can't continue to be breaking laws when you're breaking the law. Everybody knows that. Well, because it's not like having a little weed on you. If you've got a body, it's kind of hard to hide if you get pulled over. You know what I mean? Sure. So. Unless you'd be like, yeah, he's sleeping back there. So how far do you think they got? They, they strapped. I, I imagine they seat belted them in. For safety, you know. Right. Uh, so that if they get into another accident, he doesn't come flying into the front seat and hurt one of them, you know? You know what they probably should have done? No. If we're being honest? Mm. Crash the car. With him in the back seat? Yeah. And they would just say that he's their friend? Just be like, yeah, we You think it up- wouldn't have been an autopsy report? Yeah, we picked up this guy. What What's he going to say? He died in a car wreck. Literally, they're going to go, why is there cement in his face? What do you mean? He got hit by a car. Yeah, he, he didn't went, go down onto the fucking pavement. He went through the windshield and out onto the pavement. You think so? What they had to do? Hold on. Yes. So your plan for them is yes. to put him in the middle in the back. Yes. Unbuckled. Yes. Drive really fast. Uh huh. And then stop short. Uh huh. And hope he flies through. Not the stop short. Hit something. Oh, like slam into a tree. No, like a guardrail, right? Like something where you're going to have the same negative force to your positive force. And to you're, you're saying you want to hope that he goes through the windshield. Yes. You know, it's Obviously, not hope. It's how actually, it's going to yeah. happen. So they would have to put the buddy would have to sit in the back. They'd have to put the corpse in the drive in the uh, passenger seat. No, why wouldn't you just put him in the middle in the back? Because there's too many variables. That's going to gain the most momentum going out the car. Fair. And there's no airbag. Right. But I don't know, man. I think I, that works. I, it doesn't always work. I mean, if you're How going, often is somebody getting flung from the back seat through a front windshield? How many times is that kind of accident happening where the guy in the back seat is not wearing a seatbelt? And sitting in the middle? Right. Probably none. Not a lot. But then you got to explain how you know this guy that you don't know. Picked him up on the side. He was walking on the side of the you road. You say you were hitchhiking, and then you drunkenly drove into a guardrail? I, I wasn't hitchhiking. He was hitchhiking. He was hitchhiking. So yeah, you, you picked up a hitchhiker. I think maybe they hit him on purpose to scare him. <laughs> yeah? Scare him about what? I don't know. Just walking by himself on the side of a road. <laughs> people don't take kindly to people walking on the side of a road, man. It's fucking weird. Whatever, that's a great lighthearted story to end on. We're going to wrap this one up. We're calling it a night, Mikey. Let's move on and we'll do some plugs. Again, check out that tiny cupboard show, December 9th, Headliner Series. 
It's going to be a fun time. Come through to that. Me and uh, Rob Bernstein, as of now, are supposed to be in Albany, December 4th. You can go to robdefire.com slash shows. We're going to be in New Hampshire at the end of the month, uh, at the end of December. Come through to that, too. I think there's some tickets left for the Friday show. I'm not positive, uh, but try to come through. Ilya Laskin and Menu and Hart are going to be on that, I think. Um, at the very least, Ilya will be there. It's gonna, It should be a fun show at the Shell. Uh, we had a great time there last year. Uh, follow me at Chris from BKLYN, Twitter and Instagram. Follow Mike VM Harrington on both of those platforms. Anything else you need to plug, Mike? Go see a show at Broken Comedy Club this week. Yeah. And watch Stick in Portly on Gas Station Network. Oh, yeah. Network. That's what I'm doing literally right now. Come. Use promo code SPRM. Get yourself a seven-day free trial. Bong, bong. All right. Good night, Mike. Make a promise. Shows up. Well, show me the way to the next whiskey bar. Oh, don't ask why. Oh, don't ask why. Show me the way to the next whiskey bar. Oh, don't ask why. Oh, don't ask why. For if we don't find the next whiskey bar, I tell you we must die. I tell you we must die. I tell you, I tell you, I tell you we must die. Say good.